Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another amazing episode of Secrets in the Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Dau and Cycling Coach. So before we get started, I have some quick announcements. I have two, actually, and they are related to winter or cycling training skills. Now, August is about the time where a lot of us start thinking about, ooh, what am I going to do to you know, improve what I'm already doing now? So you think about how am I doing on the road? What kind of skills would I love to improve and how am I going to get those skills? And that's where I have something so amazing for you. It doesn't matter where you're sitting because we're in like 35 different countries. Amazing. So this can impact all of you if it interests you or piques your interest. So the first thing is I have a cycling skills online four week workshop for women. And this is where we're going to, it's only for September and October. Each week we focus on a different skill. So first we really work on what is a smooth pedal stroke and how to get more efficient. I'm going to share with you the skills and tips and my secrets about that. And then we're going to move on to hills and then speed. And then we finish it up with nutrition. We get and we also talk about our weight training program, which is so important for strength training to become better. With this one, it's super fun because every week we do the workshop and then I give you homework and then we have a Q&A. So you basically have me as a coach for the whole month. And that is cyclingskillspro.com. Go, you can register now, secure your spot September or October. Then the next one is a much longer, more training, more uh, geared towards um, working towards goals and really drilling in the skills that A, we go through in the four-week program. Pedal stroke, then we get into the drills, and it's periodized. I also help you with organizing yourself to be scheduled in your training so that you don't overdo it and you become very intentional. I just love this because a lot of people just get on the online programs and they just go for broke all the time. You have to plan it. It's an 80-20 rule, 80% um, endurance, 20% intensity. And if you're not getting that, you're just going to basically overtrain yourself and overdo it. So the 16-week program is dedicated to that and so much more. So this starts in November to March. So it's truly through the winter weight training, online program, uh, maybe some racing, group riding, all of that is going to be part. You just join us and we'll take care of your winter training. Now go to 16weekroadcycling.ca and secure your spot. Registration is not open right now, but those who are on the VIP will get a chance to secure a spot at an early bird price. So don't wait. Get on the list. All right. Take care and have an amazing day. And don't forget to ride your bike. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Dao, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode.
Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle All Things Cycling with your host Sylvie Dew. And this is my episode here on Friday. And today I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, well, with cycling and with coaching, you have your clients, or maybe it's yourself, that go through their very first events right? It could be a time trial, it could be a crit, it could be a road race, um, it could be a gravel race, but the first event. And I wanted to share with you my first event. So it's not my first event. Um, I started coaching about 15 years ago and I got my level three um, about 10 years ago. And uh, my last racing season was 2013 and that's when I hung up my bike and it was also the time that um, my master's women's race team kind of folded after eight years and you know I mean people change people want to do different things and that's totally cool and um, but last year was a year that I was like, okay, I'm going to start back racing. And I started training a bit at the winter, like January, and then COVID hit like pretty much February, March. And so that didn't happen. And, and then I'm like, okay, I decided to train through the winter on Swift and like many, many of us who got our first trainers and got our first account, did we get onto Swift and start training, right? You know, just raise your hand. Was that you? Oh yeah. Um, have you been on it for years? Maybe. Yes. So, um, so that was my first experience and, um, I decided that I was going to do six hours a week of training. That's it. That's all my time could allow. And it was the most amazing feeling coming back into the season in the spring and being like, just feeling like a rock star over a sloth, right? <laughs> like, like I need to drag myself off the couch. But so this is, this one gave me a true motivation. And it's funny, like, I've trained for years and I've raced for years and I did back then we did training, but it was not like swift training. Um, I mean, that just took it to a whole different level. Can you agree? Like, it's just amazing. Um, and, uh, and also having more structure. I mean, it had been a long time, um, coaching people for sure, but coaching yourself is a different thing. So when we had our cycling event, our uh, um, Cycle Fit Chicks time trial event, my friend Nick came and he has a time trial event in Montreal every Saturday. And um, basically, he's like, here, Sylvie, here are eight registrations uh, forms for you and a couple of your friends to come down and participate in our event and I was like oh my gosh this is where I'm going to start so um, I rallied up for five other girls to come with me we sat together I put together some training it was basically time trial 15 18 kilometers so we can all ride that much it's just riding at effort 
right? Riding at your zone five is, <laughs> is the difference, um, getting out of your comfort zone that way. So I'm just going to go over, you know, my experience. Um, well, and if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, go to the YouTube channel because um, I'm just going to put all sorts of pictures in there while I'm talking because I'm outside right now. It's almost eight o'clock and um, yeah, this lighting isn't so great. And then you could say some pictures of myself and the girls um, getting on at the event or like having super much fun. So, so here's the thing. So getting back, like I said, I decided that I wanted to make a comeback, not a comeback, but like just get back into it. I wanted to get back into racing, but I was only going to be crits and time trials. I like road racing on the road, not so much. If I can get into gravel, I will. So decided the time and I decided this event came at a great time. Um, because like I said, I raced for eight years. I also had two children during that time and either if I wasn't racing I was um, breastfeeding on the sidelines coaching and that and I've always loved cycling and I love cycling racing I just love it like I love the strategy so when this came and you know what and it's also really it's so much more fun to do it with friends however for whatever reason, cycling racing provides a massive intimidation factor for women. Not so much men. You can convince a guy to go race with guys and he'll go do it. But women, it's a different story. Like they think, oh my gosh, the story's in your head, in our heads. I don't want to slow people. I don't want to be last. I don't want this. I don't want that. I'm afraid. I'm this. It's just like, but... If one of your friends said, hey, let's go do a Tough Mudder together, you probably jump at the fact. Or let's do a 5K running race, you probably jump at the fact. But let's go do a time trial, 15 kilometers? Whoa, oh my gosh, no way. Anyways, I was super excited because one of the best, one of the most fun things, as you know, as women, is doing things together. I mean, I spent a lot of time racing by myself and that was fine at the time. Now it's nice to have women who are motivated and interested in being competitive and trying something different. Um, so that's it. We got, there were six of us. Um, we put together a little bit of training and just so certain things for a time trial you need to to work on is your your uh, sprint start, your turnaround. So you're slowing, feathering the brakes, turning around, and accelerating out of the turnaround. Smooth pedal stroke, 90 RPM, uh, holding a, a a really strong tempo. With regards to that, you know this course was flat. My course, my time trial course, is not flat it's hilly and you have to use every gear on your bike. So this one's a bit different. So it's holding a strong tempo. So we practice those specific skills. So we started with the skills and I knew that every all, like I've ridden with these girls, they're fast. So then it's like, okay, 
let's go out and time ourselves for a 15k TT like a flat TT and there's one in our in our region or our city that we can go do so we went out and did that and also giving them other things to do and then the week of okay so these are the things we need to do we need to travel um, to this event it starts at 8 in the morning and we're in Ottawa so what are we gonna do um, what are we gonna do we're after gonna get up at 4 in the morning and leave and um, so we can get there with ample time to unpack uh, you know like get dressed fuel warm up event you know so if you're one of those people that's like just arrives at the time like maybe half an hour before the event and you go into your event stressed that's not me I literally do like to get to my event two hours beforehand because a especially a time trial you really need to be warmed up I mean warmed up ready like a little bit sweating to be a hundred percent ready to start at a hundred percent right so warming up is super important for a time trial over any other of the races and so it's you have to time yourself and some of like oh my god I don't want to get up at four in the morning well what's the big deal you know um, especially when you're doing it with friends so you have to backtrack from the start of the race, your two hour window to get ready, warmed up, fueled, whatever, your travel time, and you know, it just goes back. So um, what we did is a couple of us stayed at one of the girls' place, and um, one met us at four in the morning, we packed the car, and we took off. So. And then we got there at 7, it started at 8, so that was kind of squeezing it in my opinion. But anyways, it, it worked out. And then the other thing, so that was the week, the day before every event, you always go and spin out your legs. Now, the other thing about it is having a fun factor. Like, it has to be fun, you have to be having fun. So when I coached, there was always like new girls. There was the first race of the season was either at Calabogie or Mosport, and they're on race car tracks. I said, this is our first race. We're gonna prepare for this. And then after this race, if you're feeling like you hated every moment of it, this sucked and you just like uh, don't want to do it then this is a great um, this is basically a test to find out if you like racing because if you didn't like this and you didn't feel energized and sparked and like super motivated and just had fun no matter where you were on the course by yourself with people and you wanted more racing is not for you and it's okay because Cycling racing is fucking intense. Um, and I'm not just saying bad intense. Like any kind of comp competing is intense. But you have to like this kind of intensity. <laughs> okay, so it's not like running. You can only go so far so fast. Cycling racing is 
like the, the intensity is full on depending on what the race from start to finish and there comes tactics and skills and um, 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 I want to say smarts like being smart on watching what's going on so like street smart road smart um, so that you don't crash you have to be aware you have to be full-on and it's really much different than a lot of other sports um, so that's probably why a lot of people don't gravitate to because they're just so afraid however there's a learning curve just like everything else so there has to be a fun factor and and you know like after you do that event so after did our event everybody was having fun and really enjoyed it and wanted to do more and that is a great indicator that somebody's going to stick around and do the work and be motivated to do more events so yay thumbs up we are all on that same page when we finished now the event how was I feeling I felt I felt really good I had a superfood nutrition like I have, I've been using a product line uh, of products for a very long time, for about nine years. Um, halfway through my cycling career, um, did I start using these products? Because it's been like almost 10 years that I haven't been racing. Um, and I just had set myself up. So here's another thing on nutrition, if you're going to race. And this is another thing people are like, ugh, what, what are you talking about, you know? So I was taught by my coach, and if you want, you go to Joe Friel's, Joe Friel, and you read his book, and he talks about nutrition, you talk to other um, uh, racers, and we start eating four hours before our event. The reason is because we need so much energy storage for an event that you need to have consumed so much and readily already digested before this event. You can't like eat what I ate directly before and expect to not barf uh, on the on the course. So starting four hours ahead. So we started at eight. So luckily we had to get up at four, so we started eating at four. And then you eat, then you eat again, and then a little bit before the race. So about, you know, close to six, 800 calories. People are like, what? I'm like, what? Yeah. So then you'll never ever bonk. Don't say never, but like in road racing, you have to continue feel, feeding this, the, the engine, right? just like feeding a fireplace if you put a lot of wood on it and don't keep putting wood on it it's going to peter out right and you're not going to have any fire left and that's the same inside um so so i love my products what i do is i have a super charged breakfast shake and it's like 600 calories by itself i don't eat oatmeal anymore i actually put it into my shake and drink it um, and then I had like half a bagel and then I had a, a shot of amped nitro, which is super for pre-workout, like energy booster, um, awesomeness. And then I had a gel. So I was like supercharged inside, 
which was good. Um, my legs felt good. I was in a good tempo. Um, the only thing, and I've got to figure this out, but when I finished, my saddle was moving. So that must have been it because like I could not get comfortable in my chamois. My crotch hurt like almost from start to finish and it caused me to be bouncing around a lot and um, not so much biking in a straight line. Um, so that was my feedback. Um, the course was great. It was flat. Gotta love a flat course. And, um, and then, so what I'm going to do, so after that event, I came second out of the six of us and that was awesome. That was good. I had no expectations, uh, going in there. Uh, we were pretty close. I was 33 minutes for 18 K. And, uh, so I have a couple things to work on. So my start was good. I'm going to start sprinting late, uh, earlier for the finish. I have to figure out the chamois thing, figure out the, the bike, um, saddle and just work on my fast tempo. So I've asked the other girls to give me their feedback because I have plans for all of us for training. We're going back in a month in a month to uh, improve our times now and then and then after that it's like what am I going to do to train for the winter to set myself up for a set like um, you know a summer of some cycling events not to overload but to train properly for uh, throughout the winter because there is a season right at the end of October, we kind of wrap it up here. Um, and I encourage you, if you're a rider that you take time off, that means like, you know, no hundred K rides, like time off, like let your body repair itself and re-energize because everybody does that. Pros do it. Olympic athletes do it. Um, if you're smart, you'll do it and then start back in like late December, January with a program and a plan. So what if you were to have a program that incorporated your goals and improving your fitness? Would you be open and motivated to uh, join that throughout the winter season? So I have something so amazing. I've been doing this for years. I'm revamping it so it's just more robust. I'm going to be doing a lot of coaching and the one of the big things is like pedal stroke skill and technique technique on all levels speed hill pedal stroke nutrition um setting up a schedule that's realistic and the times for training um we're going to be on swift as well so it's pretty cool it's going to be a lot of fun um check out cycling uh, sorry 16 week roadcycling.com.ca 16 week roadcycling.ca get on my VIP list so that you get the deal that comes out before I always have an early bird check it out join us don't just sit on swift all winter however it's great it's going to be part of the program get more intentional and that's what I'm offering you so take care have an amazing evening and wait for my next week's. So I'm going to have more tips for training. Take care. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. 
learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.